Last night, ladies and gentlemen, we won. By we, I mean the fans. We won. I was reading an article briefly over an article by W that basically said WWE, you know, congratulated AEW on, a sh- on their sh- debut show last night. And pretty much that the fans won. We did win. Last night, we got AEW and NXT to AEW fans and NXT fans and like me both even if I watched NXT over AEW even if I watched AEW over NXT which is basically what I did last night we won we completely won. I kept up with NXT as much as I could on Twitter last night. And I just saw everybody going bananas over NXT's episode. I was going bananas over AEW's episode. And what a night. Just just what a fucking night. It was a landmark night for the world of professional wrestling. NXT and AEW, two of what I consider the top brands, top entities in professional wrestling right now. And NXT UK would be a distant third. It's amazing how We get in one night two spectacular shows. I haven't seen NXT yet, and I I really haven't seen NXT yet. I'll probably be I'll probably hope I can watch it before the Seahawks Rams game, Seahawks Rams, and Go Hawks. But looking, I looked at the numbers. I didn't want to. I I looked at the overnight numbers, and it was very close. It was very close. I believe it was a 0.7 for AEW and a 0.5 for NXT. That was just the overnight ratings. We still haven't gotten, we still haven't received the Nielsen ratings just yet. And to be truthfully honest, I could care less. I'll I'll read it for the sport to see you know who beat who because you know it's just the petty innocent me. But Whatever ratings come out, whatever results we get, who beats who, doesn't matter. We won. AEW wanted to change the world. They wanted to change the world. But by changing the world, they meant changing the world of professional wrestling. And last night, And even before that, they did it. Now, with AEW Dynamite, they that's the end result of a year-long plus, you know, work in progress. But what the wrestlers outside of AEW got 
brings much more to what's going on right now. 24, like less than 24 hours after what we got last night. WWE superstars are paid now, higher than ever. NXT is now live. And just got, I believe they got a $30 million deal. So everyone's getting paid thanks to AEW because of the fact that Vince McMahon didn't want to lose anyone, especially his top guys and girls. Everyone got paid. We now have SmackDown on Friday nights. Monday Night Raw's changed up. SmackDown's changed up. Fox paid a billion dollars for the rights to have SmackDown on Fox as a part of their four-day sports extravaganza lineup, which I'm all for, by the way. Everything's changed. Everything in the world of professional wrestling has changed thanks to AEW. And they began their celebration, as I call it, with AEW Dynamite last night. From the beginning, where we had Sammy Guevara take on Cody, to the end, where the crazy six-man tag team match between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega taking on the AEW World Champion Chris Jericho and uh, Pride and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. What came out of that match was crazy. Crowned the first ever women's champion last night. The same time NXT was having their women's championship match. That was crazy. I can't wait to see the NXT women's championship match. Saw a little bit of it, but flipping through channels and I had to wait for commercial. But that was the fun part. I was so wrapped up in AEW and I'd switched over, you know, when it was on commercial. I didn't watch, the, you know, didn't watch anything else once eight o'clock hit. The TV was glued to AEW, but still keeping up with NXT at the same time. And it's fun. It was a great night. MJF was there. You know. It, it was a it was a good night. It was a great night for wrestling fans all around the world. AEW was watched in over 80 countries last night. Who knows how many people wanted to check out the first ever episode of AEW. But the fact that 80 countries were glued to whatever station had AEW, they had it on their television screens. The fact that we now have competition between NXT and AEW, healthy competition, I hope at that, is just amazing. This is going to bring out the best of both shows. Triple H and the Elite. They will be forced to bring out the best every single week. And that means for us, we get at least quality, amazing programming one at least one night a week for two hours. And then we get to watch the replay of another one if we felt like it, unless we have it on DVR. And we just watch it whenever. And we have that. Wednesday is the best. Wednesday is the best day of the week. Now, Wednesday is the day. You will be willing to get off early from work if you're a pro wrestling fan 
early just to make sure you were home on time to watch either AEW or NXT. We fucking won last night. And we will continue to win every single Wednesday and every single Thursday and every single Friday. Talking about the reviews. Dynamite review Thursdays, NXT review Fridays, and NXT UK more than likely Saturdays. We'll get there when we get there. I'll tell you about the scheduling soon enough once I have everything sorted out. But this was a great night for us. And still thinking about it less than 24 hours later. You know, less than 12 hours later. Actually, no, a little bit. Actually, yeah, less than 24 hours later. To sit here today and just think about the fact that we have what we had we have what we had last night and anticipation of watching nxt and seeing how nxt win i'm going to fucking enjoy the shit out of this because i get to watch thanks thanks to wonderful technology aew live on wednesday go back and watch nxt on thursday do dynamite reviews on thursday nxt review i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna fucking love this shit because y'all know I don't do SmackDown or Raw. No, I don't do any of those reviews. It's just they're not worthy of my time to review. So I don't review it. Bees what it bees. Maybe after the draft. Maybe if it start if it gets consistent, maybe I'll think about it. But I need a long-term consistency from SmackDown and Raw from we even think about doing any reviews on that. Just not my thing. But I, lo- I do love, to- I will be loving, I will be enjoying talking about Dynamite. I will enjoy talking about NXT now that they're head to head. I will talk about NXT UK more. And of course, New Japan. But this is, this is the fun, this is the fun part now. Because finally it's here. We, we've, we've taken on the, the, the first win. And now we're all going to see how this plays out. For those that watch AEW, you're, I know for a fact you're going to go back and watch NXT because you want to know what happened on NXT. If you watched NXT last night and you had DVR and AEW, then you definitely want to go back and watch that. That's going to be fun as shit for all of us. And if you're a hater of AEW or if you're a hater of NXT, I'll tell you right now. I tell you right fucking now, you might want to join this movement. In five weeks' time, we're going to get full gear. In between that, we're going to get Hell in a Cell. And for some reason, a Saudi Arabian show on Halloween. Kind of weird. Kind of a weird flex. Nah, it's a definite fucking weird flex. Having a... Saudi Arabian shit. I don't. I don't get it. Are we, are we doing Aladdin shit? I don't know. But yeah, last night we won. NXT won. AEW won. We won. Wednesday is literally now officially the best night of wrestling of the week. And we we will bet we will reap all the benefits, especially once full gear time comes. And then they're taking on Survivor Series, and then we get, and then we get viewership like results from that. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a wild time. But you know what? It's worth it. 
WWE has a lot to thank. They should be thankful for AEW. Because now, now, more than ever, Vince McMahon is actually going to have to see if he can stand with the young boys in this new wave of professional wrestling. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the actual episode of 114. And the reason why is because I tried to do Hell in a Cell and Anchor decided to act dumb-dumb and not let me publish it. So that's what happened with that. But we will get Hell in a Cell preview and predictions for sure. That will be taken care of. Given the fact that also it's only a three-match card so far, I can wait a little bit. Maybe towards the weekend if I do NXT UK review on Saturday. That, yeah, we'll just have to do it then. But let me get back to the script at hand. This is episode 114 of the Young Lions Perspective. And with that being said... God, I can't believe we get to review Dynamite. Zach from Rest of This Podcast here, and welcome to episode 114 of the Young Lions Perspective. So glad to have you guys here with me today on this very fucking dreary Thursday afternoon. But I'm hyped up. Seahawks Rams is tonight, and we get to talk about AEW Dynamite. And that's going to be a good time. But I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the World. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. AEW Dynamite. I have to say, I have to say, a solid debut. A solid debut. With everything we got last night, AEW Dynamite definitely. From what I saw, lived up to the hype. It lived up to the hype. I'm just looking over at the stuff. It's just thinking about what happened last night. It was a very good night. And we were captured right away by the video package from Cody to Sammy versus Sammy Guevara. MJF talking this shit. Page versus Pac. Rio Nyla Rose and then the six man tag in the main event. I mean. With what we got in those two hours, definitely will have me coming back next week. Now that now of course the ratings came out before I get into AEW Dynamite, and y'all know I'm not really one for ratings unless it's Monday Night Raw doing dumb shit. Then you have my interest. But other than that, the results did come out, and if I remember correctly. They say AEW won the night. They say AEW won the night. Let me make sure I get the numbers right. Let me see. There we go. From the rap.com. TNT's All Elite Wrestling Dynamite debut buries USA Network's NXT ratings. I wouldn't go so far as to say bury. 
but I will say it's a, this is a nice substantial amount. The winner and new champion. Oh, okay, here we go. All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on TNT. Professional Wrestling's run Wednesday Night Wars. Officially started on cable television last night with, when the new weekly AEW wrestling show debuted to 1.409 million viewers. Besting USA Network's NXT, which posted 891,000 total viewers, down 11% from last week's show. Dynamite more than doubled its competition in the key adults, acing the 49 demographic, when scoring 878,000 viewers compared to NXT's 414,000, putting up the U- putting the USA Wrestling series up 1% from its week ago broadcast in that metric. There's a little bit of an asterisk here, however, what Dynamite was a brand new series debut, WWE's NXT has had an existing Wednesday night show for years. NXT moved its 8pm hour to USA from WWE Network two weeks ago, nabbing 1.2 million total viewers, 553,000 from that key 1849 demographic in the process. The second hour of NXT followed suit for the first time this evening. WWE sent the rap this statement on Thursday. Quote, congratulations to AEW on a successful premiere. The real winners of last night's head-to-head telecast of NXT on USA Network and AEW on TNT are the fans. Who can expect Wednesday nights to be a competitive and wild ride as this is a marathon, not a one-night sprint. And quote. Ratings don't mean much at this very moment because everybody's going to say, oh, well, that was just their debut, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're going to say that, whatever. If you just go buy it, AEW 1.4 million, NXT 891,000. Respectable 891,000. As we go on and on and on, results may be different. We'll see how it goes with next week, now that we're going to have its second week next Wednesday. We'll see how that rating goes from there. But that is not what we're talking about right now. We're talking AEW Dynamite Review. And it's been a long time coming since, you know, we just heard about it being a TV show. And now we get to talk about it. So let's fucking talk about it. AEW Dynamite started off the night with Cody versus Sammy Guevara. And I am not playing when I say this was the perfect match to be the first ever match in AEW Dynamite history. Cody versus Sammy Guevara. I knew, I said to myself, just in my own thoughts, when Sammy Guevara came out, make yourself famous, Sammy. Make yourself famous. And sure as a broken clock is right twice a day, Sammy Guevara did his fucking thing. So let's get into the opening match up. So, Cody and Sammy circle fast, high up. They go go around and around on the ropes. Cody lets up. Sammy tells Cody to bring it. DC chanting, Sammy sucks. Already getting that heel heat, that proper heel heat. Of course, being nicknamed the best ever, as he self-proclaims that he is. There you go. Anyway, Sammy gets the headlock on Cody, but Cody powering out. Sammy shows off, showing off his agility, tackles Cody. Cody gets out. Sammy hops over the sweep, then rolls Cody to another cover. They end up in the ropes. Sammy letting up Cody, bailing out. Cody joins back in, of course, to a chorus of cheers from the crowd. He gets him. Sammy shows off, even taunts Cody, going a little bit with that Tetsuya Naito pose. A little something like that. I think Naito needs to add Sammy Guevara for some royalties on doing that. Anywho. So, 
Sammy then tells Brandy to shut up while she's trying to uh, hype up the crowd and get him back, get it back into get Cody wild up or whatever. Tries to sucker super kick Cody. Cody gets back, applauds the tricks. They tie up again. Cody gets for the waistline. Sammy with the standing switch. Cody elbowing out. He then runs after Sammy, but Sammy leaps over, dreads the drop kick, kips up to a somersault, moonsault, and only gets a one count out of that. Sammy maintaining the attack with a face lock. Cody fighting up. Sammy shifting to an arm lock. He then Cody then prize free. Headlocks to a takeover. Cody starts cranking on Sammy's head. Sammy enduring all of it, getting up, powering out. He then shoulders Sammy down. Cody shoulders Sammy down. Sammy kipping right up, slaps Cody right in the face. Cody then kicks right in the gut, hits that Rhodes uppercut. That, of course, that lay down uppercut. Nice, nice movement. He then runs Cody corner to corner. Sammy dodges. Sammy dodges it. Sammy then runs in at Cody. Cody gets up and over, hits the power slam, goes for a cover against a one count. Then turns Sammy over. Steps through to get the leg. Go hits the figure four fans in the crowd yelling out a woo chant one time. Cody puts on as much pressure as he can. Sammy tries to reach for ropes. Cody rolls him back towards the middle of the ring. Sammy goes to the other ropes, gets the rope break. Cody then lets up, going right back to get an arm, wrenching Sammy, heading a shoulder breaker. What I did like about this match, about the opening matchup, is that I don't even think for one second they had anything of a commercial. And if they're going to do that going forward, that is a solid way a very damn good way to keep people interested in what you have going on. Sparkling water, man. Nothing like it. Anyway, but let's be real. I like the fact that you know, they didn't think about doing any commercials whatsoever. For, like, I think this would match in like 20 minutes. Close to 20 minutes and I need to get back into it. Anyway, so we'll get a little bit further into the action. Right after Cody gets the uh, hits the American Nightmare Cutter, Cody daring Sammy to come up. Cody brings Sammy up, throws him out. Sammy goes for the kick, springboards and hits a cutter of his own, gets the cover, and gets a two count out of that. Sammy going at Cody in the corner, hits a shoulder attack with a big insecurity. Cody staggering, boots Sammy down though, branding laughing at Sammy. Cody runs up to build speed on the outside. Sammy uses Brandy as his shield as Cody goes for the tope and wipes out Brandy. Fans did not like any bit of that. Me personally, I'm laughing my ass off because of the fact that I'm like, wow, heel tactics like that. We're using an AEW? Not bad. I haven't seen that move in a while. Have their significant other or their valet out on the outside. Bring, put him in harm's way and then have whoever they're trying to hit you hits their valet or whoever they are out on the outside. It's very nice. Very old school, and I haven't seen that in a while. It made me laugh my ass off because of just seeing that. It was fucking hilarious to me. I don't know why. Cody, of course, worrying about getting his wife to her feet. Brandy saying she's fine. Cody goes at Sammy in a fit of rage at this point. Sammy rams Cody into the post. Fans telling Sammy what they think of him, but Sammy just climbs, goes up top of just, uh, just it. Hits the moonsault, but lands on Cody's onto his feet as Cody moves out of the way. Sammy goes for the moonsault again. Cody evades that, but then he goes for the shooting star. Hits that one, two. Cody kicks out at two and a half. Sammy getting frustrated. Brings Cody up. Goes for the torture rack. Cody slipping out. Cody then hits a drop toe hold on Sammy. Onto the ropes. Brandy smashing Sammy with her heel. Knocked him clean damn near out. Cody hits a disaster kick. One, two. 
Sammy Guevara kicks out after the disaster kick. Justin Roberts calls for the 10-minute Mark Cole, dragging Sammy up. At this point, he is dead weight, but it gets him up top, puts him in a backwards position. Cody goes up top. Sammy then has, has Sammy in a dragon sleeper. And then turns that into an inverted superplex. One, two. Somehow, Sammy kicked out at two. Crowd is going bananas in that moment. It was a very good moment in that matchup. An inverted suplex after being held in a dragon sleeper would put any decent human being out. But somehow, Sammy survived all of it. Cody gets fired up with the fans, dragging Sammy up. He then has Sammy in an inverted chicken wing, lifts him up, but Sammy slips out to shove Cody in the corner. He then hits an elbow, climbs up top, Sammy jumps up, puts Cody in a super Spanish fly. One, two. Cody kicks out of a super Spanish fly. Sammy is shocked beyond belief. Sammy goes back up top, takes and goes for the shooting star, but lands right onto the knees. Face first, kind of disorienting him. Cody goes for the cover. One, two, three. Cody wins the first ever matchup in AEW Dynamite history over Sammy Guevara. This now, mind you, in AEW now, wins and losses truly matter. So, and I think during the matchup, and, and I will get into the commentary in a second. Tony Schiavone, I believe, was the one who said that he was willing to put his title shot on the line if it meant if if Sammy did beat him. He would give his title shot to Sammy because Sammy beat the number one contender, which was very nice of him. Um, luck, luckily for him, he didn't have to worry about that. And yeah, I mean, seriously, Sammy Guevara had a great fucking night. It was a fantastic night for Sammy Guevara. I appreciated every bit of that match because of the fact that, you know, there were no commercials after like the first like three minutes of a crazy move on the outside. It was full on like 15 minutes of pure wrestling. And what we got was a damn good opening matchup. A damn good opening matchup to start off the AEW era. After the matchup, Tony Giovanni is in the ring, fans cheering. Sammy interrupts the celebration. Cody is like, it's all right, it's all right. Sammy offers a handshake. Cody takes it. Fans cheering for the respect, of course, between the two men. The sportsmanship between the you know two guys who wanted it in the ring. And out comes Trish Jericho. Cody, start, Cody starts getting beat down by Jericho while he's wearing his AEW World Championship belt. Jericho, Irish Whip, hits a lariat on Cody. He then holds up the AEW World title, then gives Cody a code breaker. As we go into picture in picture, Brandy shouting at Jericho. The referee keeps Brandy from getting in help while helping Cody get up. Jericho encouraging fans to boo before he gives Cody another code breaker. Jericho starts flexing, mockingly checking on Cody's condition. Oh, whoop de fucking do. <laughs> Brandy is pissed. Jericho takes his time leaving, referee reprimanding Jericho, but then he returns to the ring. He takes up the title belt, aims it at Cody, belt smash to the head. Jericho grinning and laughing, and he has a different look than he once had. Um, he went, it kind of looks like, uh, 
I'm trying to think, was it? It doesn't have the sideburn parts, but it's kind of like early 2000s Jericho, the way he looks right now. He cleaned up his face, shaved and everything, and he looks kind of like early 2000s Jericho. And that was a good Jericho. A very good Jericho. So after the belt smash, he confiscates a camera, capturing Cody's pain his way, taking a selfie. He then goes out, follows Cody to the timekeeper's area. He shoes the staff away before he smacks a chair on Cody's back. AEW comes back from picture in picture as Jericho drags up Cody to slap him into the timekeeper's table. He then sets a chair up, then gets another chair, drags Cody over, lifts him, lifts him up, power bomb on the chairs. He then buries Cody and the chairs and the timekeeper's table on top of Cody Rhodes. He then shoves Tony to take away his mic. He then says, I am Chris Jericho, and I am Le Champion of AEW. So yeah, this, this, will de- this has definitely solidified the AEW World Championship match between Cody and Jericho. And this was just the first week of their, fe- of their building feud. Now they have five more weeks to build this matchup. And I have a good feeling that they will definitely take their time with this. Six weeks is a long time for a pay-per-view. WWE, I believe at one point, either this year or last year, had six weeks to work with. And they fucked up all six weeks. That's not to say AEW won't do the same, but... From what we've seen, I don't think that's the case. Before we get into MJF, Brandon Cutler, I want to talk about the commentary real quick. And... This plays to my childhood. Tony Schiavone, JR. Excalibur will not knock him any bit. But the fact that you get to see two legends that were made during the Monday Night War now sitting together at the same table calling AEW action. Honestly, doesn't get any better to make. To me, it doesn't, because, it's, like I said, it plays through my childhood. And hearing Tony Schiavone again was like, oh my god. Like, a, like the, like the your first ever sip of Sprite in your life. You probably won't remember it, but it's like that. It was so refreshing to hear that with Tony and JR. And it took a little bit of time for them to actually get it together. But once they got it going, I think it was like towards the middle of the show, or maybe at this point, the action. They had it together. Excalibur played his part very well. And all three of them are going to be... Are If this is the lineup going forward, and they become a cohesive unit, holy shit. Because you have JR telling the story. You have Tony Schiavone putting in his input. Excalibur, I think he's, during the whole year that he started doing announcing for AEW, he has done very well for himself. And I think he will definitely be a solid piece in that commentary team. Now, now we get backstage segments. Um, we may get more, you know, analysts besides the three of them doing interviews. But this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a fun tan, like, team to watch, and I'm gonna be interested to see over time as we get into the weeks and months ahead, what kind of stories are these two guys, are, are these three actually gonna tell? You know, Jr. can tell a story in commentary. Go back to WrestleMania 14. Sure I got it right. 
Yeah. 14, I believe. Austin Shawn Michaels. That, he called that match like nobody else could. Tony Schiavone. Spring Stampede 98. Listen to that call. Listen to the call. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if it's um, Sting versus Randy Savage for the uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He called the fuck out of that match. I used to have a tape of that. That a neighbor of mine, an old neighbor of mine, taped it because he knew I liked wrestling. The only fucked up part was my sister and my mom taped over Spring Stand Team 98 with Cinderella with Brandy. I don't know who y'all, I'm sure a, a shit ton of y'all, majority of y'all, will not know who she is, but that pissed me off at like eight years old. I had never been pissed off in my entire life. That was awful. I don't have the tape anymore. I probably lost it somewhere in a move. But I remember watching that and just being captivated by listening to Tony Schiavone's call during uh, Macho Man vs. Sting. Probably the best call of his career. One of my favorites, personally. It was great. And it's great now to see them back at the booth doing it. And they, and I said, they did their fucking job last night. I just want to put that out there before we continue on with the show. But we get into MJF. It doesn't matter who he's facing. It doesn't matter who he's facing. MJF is going to be a fucking big deal in AEW. I promise you, he will be a big deal in AEW. And I love it. I love MJF. Just like he he is that kind of person. He's he plays that kind of dude that you want to hate. Whereas we get to appreciate because he just gives no fucks. I fucking love it. I absolutely love MJF. He fits that kind of character I like in a heel. You know, he may be like the uh, the bougie version of, of a heel, but he makes it fucking work every fucking time. When you give him a microphone. Get your popcorn ready, because we're going to say some shit that's going to piss you, either piss you off or laugh your ass off. Anyway, getting into it. So, Brandon Cutler's in the ring waiting for uh, MJF to come in. He walks out, has a microphone in hand, telling DC to shut up while he talks. Fans, of course, booing, saying, Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you live under a rock or you're poor, and by the looks of it, check... You are looking at the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of wrestling. He then continues on to say that DC will witness a star being born against the guy that clearly got lost on the way to his seat behind the guardrail. <laughs> I fucking love it. Whoever wrote that is fucking genius. Cutler remind, reminding MJF of the fans watching at home, a complete loser. And he's saying Cutler is the guy who will learn Dungeons and Dragons isn't real, and that MJF is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, if I'm gonna say it right, is better than you, and you know it. He gets in the ring, and we ring the bell to start the second match of the night. They tie up. MJF claiming hair pulling out the gate, but then powers Cutler into the corner, and then backs off. Cutler coming out only to get tripped by MJF. Like I said, I was laughing at this entire fucking match. 
He then mocks Cutler and slaps the ever-loving shit out of him. Cutler running into a kick. MJF goes for the Irish whip. Cutler goes up and over. It's a flip in and slaps MJF back. MJF wobbling by the shot. Putting Cutler on the apron. Cutler then shoulders in. Goes for the slingshot. Hits a sunset flip. A little bit of a botch, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hold it against them. Gets the pinfall, though, and goes, gets the pinfall, goes the two count out of that. He then gets MJF in a fireman's carry. MJF rakes the eyes to escape the shot. MJF saying his back hurts. Cutler drags him back up. He then hot shots the arm and then throws Cutler into the post. Cutler ending up on the apron. MJF soaking up all the, well, in his mind, doesn't matter to him if it's hate or not. He then drags Cutler in, shouting right in his ear, you've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for too long. This is real life. And then stops Crutchler, Cutler's arm. Oh my goodness. He then drags Cutler up, puts in the hammer lock, hits a scoop slam on Cutler on the set, on the same arm he just he just hit before. MJF flexes a little bit. Cutler getting to the ropes. He puts Cutler on the wrench, yanking on that arm. He goes for the Irish whip. Cutler holds onto the ropes. Cutler glaring at MJF. Goes for it again. Doesn't happen. He holds onto the ropes. MJF gets a low kick, backing off Cutler, tosses him out. Building up the speed, hits the suicide dive on the outside and starts throwing right hands as he actually got a mount on top of him. He then drags MJ up and in to go up top. Cutler, though, slipping on the ropes. I don't know. See, my first thought was, um, I thought he was actually, he just fell off the ropes by accident and he was trying to go for a move. Or maybe that was just, you know, part of the, the match itself. Either way, I was fine with it. Knee gives out MJF using the referee as a shield to get a sucker punch. Then goes for this Fujiwara arm bar on that bad arm that he calls the salt of the earth. Cutler taps. MJF wins. And you know it. So after that, he holds on for a little bit. You know, after that, and makes the ref raise his hand. Of course, normal courtesy anyway. But MJF making it all types of obnoxious MJF is going to be a fucking big deal in AEW. I think, and I've seen MJF outside of, you know, just random videos and all that shit. He is a star in the making. I haven't really said that about many. Velveteen Dream, yes. Rhea Ripley, absolutely. MJF got next. And I think in AEW, he is going to make it fucking work. He's going to make that a hell of a platform for him. And I think that's what they're doing. I know MJF is definitely going to be hit. Like, at first glance, I could just look at him and just thinking he could be a top heel right now. He could easily be a top heel right the fuck now. Right now, we got Jericho, but MJF makes a great secondary heel. If you're going to build up heels, I think, G- and I, I think JR even said it. He's a foundational piece of AEW. He's going to be a foundational piece of AEW. He's not lying. He is not lying whatsoever. And he shouldn't. MJF's the real deal. And we're going to see that in the coming weeks and months. Chris Van Vliet pointing out some stars in the crowd. Of course, Kevin Smith and Jason Hughes, otherwise known as Jay and Silent Bob. Hi. You want up? Good girl. And that is your obligatory Marley moment of the show. Anyway, Jay and Silent Bob are in the building. Of course, apparently we're getting a fucking reboot, which I didn't even know about. That's how far, uh, just 
outside of society I am. Apparently, I just keep to myself too fucking much to not know Jay and Silent Bob are doing a fucking reboot. And of course, Chris Jericho is also in the movie, which is actually fucking cool as shit. Because Chris Jericho, Jay and Silent Bob, put them together. They're not, that's a pretty damn good situation. So they asked him, so Van Vliet asked him what was, uh, what was working with him like. Of course, he said, uh, believe it or not, he's a bad guy in the movie, too. Typecasting, apparently. But movie aside, which comes out on October 15th, it's great. And then he's, and then out come Jack Evans and Angelico talking smack to Jay and Silent Bob. Jay tells them these two aren't even winners. Both of them get super butthurt uh, over that. I thought they were going to have a match. I thought that was going down. But apparently, out comes the private party. You know, helping Jay and Silent Bob back up, no pushing or anything. And yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Um, it was all right, all right segment. It, you know, at this this is the portion of the program I think they were pretty much getting um the you know putting the tag team division on display because right after that they pretty much were talking about the AEW Tag Team Championship tournament. And I saw the bracket. I'm sure you have too. If you haven't, I believe I posted it on my uh, Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective. If you want to go back and check, I think I put that out like a couple weeks ago. But that bracket is there. And I looked at the bracket. The bracket looks good. The bracket looks good. SCU taking on best friends. Private party, of course, against the Young Bucks. Jurassic Express taking on Lucha Bros. Dark Order gets a buy into the semifinals already with their win over the best friends. And this looks like fun. It looks like so much fun. The fact that we're going to I think the match of the tournament, even just looking at first round, I think it's going to be Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. Young Bucks and Private Party are going to have a dope match. SCU and Best Friends are going to have a good match too. But I think that Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express, and I'm going I'm to go out on a limb, a little bit of a limb here. I think the winner of that match is going to win the tournament. I don't think the Young Bucks should win it. I don't think Private Party's ready. SCU and Best Friends would make good tag champions, as would the Dark Order. As would the Dark Order. But I think the winner of Lucha Bros Jurassic Express is going to win this tournament. Whoever wins that match, whoever comes out of that matchup, I think is going to be your first ever World Tag Team Champions in AEW. Going out on the limb, but I, th- I think Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express is the most unique of all the matchups in that in the in the tournaments at this point. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a wild-ass match. And... Come October 30th, we will find out who will be the first ever AEW World Tag Team Championship. World Tag Team Champions, I should say. It's going to be a I like the fact that they're, you know, building stuff within shit. Within six weeks, they can get a lot done. They've already crowned their first woman champion. Got that out of the way. AEW's World Champion was already crowned it all out. All you got to worry about left is the World Tag Team titles, and then you focus on building those up. At some point, getting a mid-card title up. Whatever they want to call it. Whatever whatever the fuck you feel like calling it. But once we get everything set up, then you have your title matches and all that shit. 
which is good. And it's going to be fun to watch. So, getting into the next segment here. SoCal Uncensored, touring Washington, D.C. The SSU, the Secret Service Uncensored, making sure the president of Flight Scorpio Sky is safe as he addresses the nation. Now, mind you, this is all from ShareShot.com, so I'm just reading off what they say. Just make it, you know, before anything, anybody tries to start some bullshit. Of course, he goes into his Obama bag. My fellow Americans, thank you for being here today for this special announcement. SCU has researched the D.C. area, and they have found that this is the worst town I have we have ever been to. <laughs> I had to dip in my Obama bag on that one, y'all. Of course, uh, I believe Frankie Kazaria is saying, SCU brings the SoCal love to those unfortunate to have lived in the Golden State. Daniel's saying that when you see these three bad brothers come across the way, the three word letters you better say are S-C-U. And I can't, I mean, this is going to be, a, like I said, they're building, this is like the tag team portion of the program, making sure, hey, we got tag teams over here. Right after that, Tony Schiavone has SCU on stage. Scorpio telling Tony that they are on AEW Dynamite. If y'all know where that's from, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But then Scorpio goes into saying the big question really is, which two members of SCU compete? He's sure that any combination will do the job, but he thinks old Scorp should let the experienced four-time tag team champions of the ring. Now we are, you know, in the graphic they already had Daniels and Kazarian going up against the best friends, so that it, in a sense it kind of it kind of spoiled it a little bit. But I'm okay with it because I really wasn't sure who they're gonna do anyway. I thought they were just putting you know two two people there anyway just to have two. But out come the Lucha Bros walking out on stage. Phoenix taking the mic and says, "There's just one thing that we are the best tag team." In the universe. And of course, Pentagon does his cero miedo. And of course, the crowd gets into that. Then, SoCal Uncensored chanting SCU. And Pentagon spits on Daniels. And we got a three on two fight breaking out. Security had to come out and break all of it up. Pull apart brawl, of course. You know, getting a little tense in the tag team division. So right after that, Jericho was talking with Ortiz and Santana backstage, wanting to let them know that he, he knows their work. He also makes sure that they understand the historic magnitude of tonight's show and their main event together. This is the most important night in all of wrestling history. And of course, they had that little intrusion of conversation. Uh, JR of apologizing, you know, saying that maybe we shouldn't have done that. But it is what it is. But I'm just going to stop there for the first hour of the AEW Dynamite review. We're going to take a little short break, listen from our sponsor, and then we'll get back into episode 114 of The Young Lions Perspective. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. are back with episode 114 of the Young Lions Perspective. Getting into the second hour of the show and they kicked it off all kinds of proper with Hangman Adam Page versus Pac. 
the match that was supposed to happen at double or nothing finally happened last night, of course. Pac coming off the victory at All Out against Kenny Omega. Hangman coming off a huge loss to now AEW World Champion Chris Jericho. So this was a this was a very interesting match to start building towards the title picture. Because of course, we do have Cody Rhodes as the number one contender right now for the AEW World Championship. But after that match is over, we're gonna have to find a new one. So this was a big opportunity for both men to get for in Paige's case, get back into the title contention and for Pac to become one step closer to becoming possibly a contender for the AEW World Championship. Let's kick it the fuck off. Oh, wait, they went to commercial break. Our bad. Anywho, they returned from break, and Pac has already bailed out of the ring. The belt, of course, compels him to return. But he avoids Hangman stop to kick him away. They start brawling with forearms back and forth. Fans strongly on Paige's side. Pac keeps hitting Hangman, but keeps but Hangman keeps hitting him back. Hangman gets the edge, though, runs at him into the back kick. Then gets a front kick from Pac. He back kicks him again, runs right into a boot. And then Hangman runs into a boot. Pac runs. Ooh, excuse me. Hangman follows. Hits a discus clothesline that clobbers Pac. And then puts Pac in the corner. Throws more haymakers. Chopping Pac hard on his chest. Pac bailing out again, but Hangman's on the pursuit. Only to eat a kick from Pac. Pac goes for the Irish whip, but Hangman reverses the send pack hard into the barriers and to the other set of barriers right near him. Fans firing up for the Hangman attack. Hangman following Pac. Pac then hits back, tosses Hangman in, but Hangman dives right on the outside, ramming Pac into more barriers. Of course, DC is fired up, referee cautioning Hangman. Hangman putting Pac back and aims for Pac, but he intercepts with a forearm. Runs right, runs at Hangman, but into the scoop for a fallaway slam. Keeping up to a shooting star. Press goes for the cover and gets a two count out of that. Hangman dragging Pac back up. Hangman goes for the suplex, but Pac slips out. Pac clubs Hangman on the back, aims from a corner. Pac bent and baiting him right in, putting him on the apron, hot shutting Hangman down to the mat. He then fetches Hangman, bumps him off the apron, stomping at him. Then he goes for a springboard, eyesight moonsault. Wiping out Hangman on the wrap. On the wrap, Jesus Christ. The ramp, I beg your pardon. And that was just a nice spot right there. I really appreciated that. He then drags Hangman up, goes for big knees, throws him back into the ring. Pop climbs up top. Hangman is down, but the referee warning him. Fans dueling chance at this point. Goes springboard for a 450 splash. Goes for the cover. Kicks out at two. Pac even growing more frustrated. Goes to Hangman on the ropes. Pac kicks back hard. Fans running it up again. He then stops Hangman down, taunting the fans, booing and jeering Chuck. But he goes up top. Looked like he was going for the Black Arrow. But Hangman rolling far away, pissing off Pac. He hops down, runs in, and eats a basement drop kick on the Nate, putting Hangman into the drop zone. Climbing up yet again. But Hangman anchoring Pac's feet. Pac starts punching Hangman until he lets go. But he eats a super kick from Page himself. Hangman climbing up top, Pac to hit a super fallaway slam, runs corner to corner, it's a huge drop kick, goes for the Irish whip, gets a scoop slam, into a pop-up cutter, one, two, Pac kicking out of that. Good, solid match so far, getting a little further into the matchup, so we are at, let me see, a missile drop kick from Pac, 
He then kicks up just to show off, starts sneering at the fans, looming over Hangman, stomping Hangman. At the rope, starts choking up, referee has to go. But Bach lets up at four, starts taunting Hangman, then boots Hangman into the corner, runs it for another boot, he then pushes Hangman out of the corner, into the center of the ring. He starts egging the fans on, taking his time, circling Hangman like a shark. This is what they said, not me. He starts toying with Hangman until AEW was in single back in single picture. They did a lot of picture in picture last night. So this was crazy to see how like how like they kept into the action, but I still didn't like. I mean, at least they had warned us prior to like, yeah, we're about to take a permission break. We're going to be a picture in picture. I was like, God damn it, this is just getting good. But anyway, Pac daring Hangman to get up, screaming at him, "Is this it?" Pac brings Hangman up just to push him over again. He starts, but Hangman coming back with Haymakers. Goes for the Irish whip, tits Pac up in a spine buster. Gets the jackknife roll in the Alabama position, but Pac grabbing the ropes to save himself. He then hits Hangman away, goes for the springboard into a roaring elbow, then hitting a powerbomb, goes for the cover. Only got a two count out of that. Pac surviving that onslaught from Hangman Page. Hangman goes to the apron, looked like he was going for the buckshot lariat. Pac knows it as well. He gets out of harm's way. Hangman goes up, goes up. Fans still know what's coming. It's a super moonsault. Wiping Pac out, throwing him back inside. Goes for the slingshot, buckshot, Larry, but no misses it. Pac goes for the waistline. Hangman sits the standing switch. They both end up heading for the ref. Referee shielding himself, but that allows Pac to hit a mule kick low blow on Hangman. Man, Page. Everyone saw what happened except the referee. Pac swears he did nothing of the sort, even though the referee is expecting it. He can't, you know, if you can't call what you don't see, and there's nothing that can be done. Pac putting Hangman in the drop zone goes up. Black arrow on Hangman locks in the brutalized submission, and the referee had to call for the bell. Pac. Defeating Hangman Page, win number two in AEW. This is a fun match, man. This was a absolutely fun match to, to watch. Um, I would definitely want to see it again. It does have replay value, and it now is starting to set Pac up. So hopefully, with a slow burn to get him into title contention. That's the only thing I see coming out of it. I think they want to take time with Pac, as well they should. But this is a huge victory for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Pac. Now, unfortunately for Adam, uh, for Adam Page, he is now out of the title picture for now. But that's not to say he won't have something coming between now and full gear. It may not be for the title, but it definitely will be something as we have five weeks towards AEW's full gear, but now we get into what they're calling the Women's Championship Inauguration Match, and I actually like that, you know, crowning the first ever champion, the inaugural champion, it makes sense. So, Nyla Rose versus Rio. Now, from jump, y'all know, I told y'all, I had Nyla Rose winning, it was tailor-made for her to win, she was in DC, but what they did with this matchup was perfect. Now, there were, there were stories out. I didn't really read it, but Nyla Rose apparently said some fucked up shit on social media to someone on Twitter, and that raised a lot of heat on her. So what do they, so what does AEW do to play off that? 
you turn her heel. And the one unique thing that they did last night, especially with this match, I don't know if y'all caught it, but they played to the crowd. Nyla Rose was getting huge cheers. And from what I, if I remember correctly, she's from DC or is billed from DC. And they played to this perfectly. They made Riho the true baby face. Nyla Rose became then the bully by proxy. They played to it and they ate it up with a fucking spoon. And I really thought Nyla was just going to destroy Rio and take the crown and become that dominant heel champion. But let's get into it anyway. So from jump, it was straight up ass whooping. It was just straight up beat down. Now they're rushing Rio, but Rio dodging off, firing off forearms, trying to fight because you know you get, it's, it's going to take a lot to, to beat Nyla Rose. Nyla just shoves her away. Rio comes back with more shots. Nyla then clubs her and then runs out of her, but Rio drop kicks her back. Rio runs out the ropes, hits another drop kick. Nyla's against the ropes, goes for the Irish whip, but reverses that. Rio dodges it, hits a tilted whirl, and head scissors on Nyla. Nyla a little bit wobbly. Rio runs in again, only to get run over by Nyla, saying that this is her house. Runs off the ropes, hitting a big splash, goes for the cover. But the but Rio channeling her inner Trish Stratus hits the Matrix and gets out of the count, which I thought was a really good spot there. Then starts stomping away on Nyla. Rio, Rio runs off the ropes, hits a double stomp on Nyla, but Nyla just easily gets up and shrugs it off Rio. Shocked by how easily it was to hear with so many so many shots and nothing comes out of it. Nyla stomps her right in the face, starts choking Rio on the ropes, lets up at four from the referee's reprimand. Drag ring, drags her up. Snaps mares there. Hits her with a swift kick on the back. Then hooks a leg. Puts a crossface on. Makes that into an STF. Rio trying to reach for the ropes. Rio reaches Nyla. Pulling back as hard as she possibly can. Fans giving Rio that love. That strength. Gets the rope break. Nyla lets go. But comes back up to haul Rio up. She then hits a suplex. Holds Rio up for a count of 10. Rio actually escapes out of it. Gets the waist lock. But Nyla hits her with elbows to get her off. Nyla then hits the waist lock. Lifts her. But Rio resists the German suplex. Rio then elbows away on Nyla. So she's free. Runs into Nyla's elbow. But Nyla runs in at Rio. And hits it. It eats a knee from Rio. She then continues to knee Nyla out of the ring. Fans going bananas because Rio finally got her down. Nyla has to shake up the top. Cobwebs. Rio climbs up top. M's for leaps. But but Nyla caught her like it like it was like it was nothing. Nothing. She carries her around the way and then makes her eat a backbreaker. Very well done backbreaker. Rio writhing in pain. Referee telling Nyla to give her space. Nyla goes looking and of course. Homegirl had to grab the chair. Referee reprimanding Nyla and saying that this is not going to get you the belt. I will disqualify you. I'll ring the bell right now. Referee takes that chair away before she swings at it. Rio then fires off more forearms only for Nyla to shove her into the barriers. Then whips Rio into more barriers, walking off her frustration. But then she grabs a second chair. And a third chair. And a fourth chair. I think she grabbed three more chairs after that. So we're at seven. Six or seven. She then piles the chairs up, drags Rio over onto the chairs, goes up to the apron. Looks like she was going for a cannonball. Rio evades just in the nick of time, and Nyla takes that bump. DC is going absolutely ballistic. They are cheering for Rio. They are 
it took him a little bit to warm up, but I think at, once it got to this point, that's when the crowd really got into Rio and were hoping for Rio. They were chanting for Rio. They were wanting her to win this matchup. So hits the double stomps on that onto the chairs. Somehow gets Nyla back in the ring, goes up top again, gets the dum dum stomps to the back. One, two. Nyla kicks out. Rio thought that was it. She gets on Nyla with a chin lock, then hooks the leg for a cross face. Nyla prying against the hold as they go picture in picture once again. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so we'll move on further into the matchup. And this is right after a two count from a sidewalk slam. Rio still after shocked. Nyla is shocked that he she thought that was over after the, after the crucifix into the sidewalk slam. But Nyla drags her up, puts her up for a suplex. She hangs out Rio to dry on the ropes. Then knees Rio going into a corner. She then climbs up top. Fans know what's coming and goes for the flying knee. Rio flopping down to the mat, goes for the cover, but gets a two count out of that. Nyla goes for the STF once again, grinding Rio down, but Rio trying to reach for the ropes. A lot of time went into this hole. Nyla not letting up whatsoever. Rio not giving in, but Rio starts to fade just a little bit. But Nyla lets up before the referee makes the decision. She thought that was it. She thought it was already over. She put her to sleep, but nothing ever happened. Nyla drags Rio up, but Rio is revived. Tries to pick up Nyla, but there was a that's that's a lot of person. That's a lot of person to try to lift up little Miss Rio. You small. Don't don't do no wild shit. And immediately topples over. Nyla starts laughing at her. She thought she almost got caught. She picks up Rio again. Rio starts firing off forearms. Nyla rocks Rio one big right, and Rio is already down. She drags Rio up again. Rio starts firing off again. Rio, Rio, oh Jesus Christ! This is a lot of alliteration going on here. You have no idea. Rio then runs into the ropes, but into a boot. She deadlifts Rio up. Rio slipping out, gets the leg capture clutch. Cover one, two. Nyla kicks out at two. Rio not giving a damn. She gets up again only to eat a clothesline. Eats a death belly driver. That's got to be it. One, two. Rio kicks out at two and a half. Nyla now drags Rio into the drop zone. Goes up top again. Rio sitting up. She hurries over. Swats at Nyla. Climbs up forearms away at Nyla. And somehow, someway, this little girl hit a northern light. Superplex on Nyla. One, two. Nyla kicks out. Everybody thought that was it. She then goes for a knee strike. Misses from the front. Circles back around. Hits Nyla from behind. It's aims at a corner. Looking to finish her off. Hits the Meteora knees from the front. One, two, three. Rio. Little Miss Rio is your first ever. AEW Women's Champion. Very solid match for the Women's Championship. Funny thing was, at the same time, they were having Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but it's real nice to see that they were definitely going head-to-head women's title versus women's title. We'll talk all about that in NXT Review tomorrow. So, Mike Nakazawa comes out congratulating Rio. They are so proud of her. He's proud of her. Japanese fans are proud of her. She wants to re... He... I was about to say she. I don't want to assume genders. I fucking I'm assuming genders. I don't give a shit. Nakazawa wants to interview her in Japanese, but before he can begin his Kwanah questions, Nyla clobbers them both. 
Of course, she is so or loses. She mad. Takes out Nakazawa with a beast bomb. Took her two tries to get it, though, because she didn't get the grip the first time. Referee's got to get Rio out of get Rio out of the ring now. They start chasing her down. And out comes Kenny Omega? But, since the age of not, but, you know, Rio is the protege of one Kenny Omega. He shoves Nyla. She subs him back. Omega still defending Rio and Nyla's gets backed away by the referees. Storming out, not satisfied with her championship loss. But Rio is the new women's champion at AEW. And you know what? The way they went about it, story storytelling-wise, it was perfect. The Nyla turning into the big bully, beating the shit out of Rio. Fans starting to get behind Rio. It's classic wrestling 101. Wrestling 101. David versus Goliath. Simple as that. You take that and you turn that into something. But at the same time, you're telling a story. A story that's been tried and true for years. And in the end, Lil Miss Rio. That's what I'm calling it from now on, y'all. Shall I be rich? Shall I be done? Lil Miss Rio is your first ever AEW Women's Champion. Now, she's got a line of, of talent. Of course, Nella Rose will be in the mix. Britt Baker, B. Priestley. I wish the Kylie Ray was still there. I really do. She would have been a great contender for Rio. Sadie Gibbs, awesome gong. You know, that division is stacked. Not counting, even not even thinking about uh, Yuka Sakazaki, Hikaru Shida. You know, she's going to want another shot, another crack at her. There's a lot of talent there. And once they start getting more talent from the women's division, it's going to be it's gonna be nice. Um, it's not NXT women's division just yet, but they have the names and they have the talent to make it a solid division. A really, found, a really good foundation. I will not even bother doing top tier mid-tier, lower-tier on the women's division just yet. I gotta get to know them. I gotta get to know how they get down in terms of, okay, this person that I know is better than that one, this person's top-tier for sure. Give it some time. I'll give you all that soon enough the further we get into these AEW Dynamite reviews. Main event time here on AEW Dynamite Review. The six-man tag, The Elite against Chris Jericho, Ortiz, and Santana. Omega, we're going to get right into the matchup. Ortiz, or, I was about to say Ortega. Damn, I want some tacos now. Ortega. Mm. Anywho, Omega starting off the match against Santana. Jericho suddenly wants in because of that. So he tags in. They start circling. It looks like they were going to go at it. But then at the last second, he tags back out to Santana. So now he goes after Santana with forearms. These fans start going bananas already. Santana reversing the Irish whip. Omega then hits a kick, chops Santana, but Santana comes back with a low headbutt, goes for the Irish whip again. Omega dodging, redirecting, drop kicking the legs out. Omega keeps moving, hits the Kataru Crusher Bulldog as clean as it could ever be. Santana bailing out. But Ortiz then gets in on the matchup. Only to get a Hurricane Rana. Jericho then runs in, hits a chop on Omega. Jericho goes for more chops. Irish whip. Omega reverses to a Hurricane Runner right into the walls of Jericho. All right, so let me get everything back together because I was just had a break in the action. I had to help 
uh, mom with some stuff. Anyway, let's get back into it. So Ortiz ran in, only Hurricane Rana. Jericho runs into Chapel Maker. I know I'm gonna say this over again. Just deal with it. Jericho hits more chops, goes for the Irish Whip. Omega reverses it into a Hurricane Rana right into the walls of Jericho. Jericho gets super kicks from the Bucks, and then they get super kicks from Santana and Ortiz. Matt tags in. He then wrecks both Santana Ortiz and helps Nick get clearance to fly over the top rope. Omega then gets in, fires up, hits the term, of course, the Terminator chant. Claps come from the fans. Omega kneels. They hold on to PNP, but who's coming up from hot? Oh my God. John Moxley is here. He Omega then realizes something is incredibly wrong. Turns around to see for himself. Moxley goes on the attack. Referee's not sure what to do as Omega and Moxley start brawling. Everybody on Twitter pretty much said that's a DQ call for the belt. But the, but the fact that they did it made sense. So Omega then... Omega and Moxley go into the crowd. Moxley throws Omega out, goes after him with stomps, falls him into the crowd. Moxley on the pursuit, and they're brawling in all in front of all the fans. Omega hitting Moxley back with a trash can. He then Moxley knees Omega down. Brawling continues. Moxley throwing Omega into barriers. Back in the ring, though, it's now a three-on-two handicap match between Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz against the Young Bucks. And somehow it continues, and it's kind of weird that we're seeing kind of like two matches at the same time. But Jericho continues to clobber Matt Jackson. Moxley then mugs Omega against more barriers, and it's now an unofficial handicap match at this point. Moxley biting Omega, punching Omega to the back entrance. He then uses a mop, a mop to jab and smack Moxley. The cleaner came back, if only for just a little bit. Smacking Moxley again with the, with the mop. They start brawling in the VIP lounge. Moxley ramming Omega into the door over and over with the back of his head hitting the back of the in the front of that door. Moxley starts tipping over chairs, brings Omega over to a table. He picks Moxley up and hits the Death Rider DDT through the glass table. Omega done. Moxley enjoying every second of the fact that he just destroyed John Moxley, especially now they're having a match at AEW Full Gear. This just turned it up to another level. Back at ringside, of course, the three-on-two handicap match continues. Let me get situated here. Ortiz running down rights on Matt. Fans are starting to rally behind the Young Bucks. Tags in Santana. Suplexing Matt up and over. Goes to the cover. Gets two count out of that. Santana brings Matt, Brett, brings Matt over. Tagging in Ortiz. Goes for the double whip. Matt stopping himself. Santana runs in. Gets tossed out by Matt. Ortiz goes for the swing. Hit and misses. Matt spears him down to the mat. And both men are calling for the corner. Santana though. Tripping up Nick in the, pro Nick in the process. And Matt is on his own. As Ortiz shoves him at Santana. San Santana goes for the sunset flip over Ortiz. Rolling Matt into Santana's crossbody. Ortiz then hits a senton. Then uses Ortiz as a step stool for a moonsault. And then Ortiz using the planking splash goes for the cover, gets a two count out of that. Goes for the scoop and slam on Matt Tags in Jericho. Jericho takes time to soak in all the heat that he's getting from the crowd. Runs off the ropes into a lion's soul, but right onto knees. Matt crawling for his corner. Nick slowly turn, returning to his corner. Jericho tagging Ortiz. Ortiz at the last second starts clobbering Matt in the corner and hits Nick for good measure. The ending had seen. Finally, Matt and Nick get into the match. Matt fires up. This is right after adding him to the suplex. Nick gets his own back to the corner. 
Nick tags in, finally hits Jericho, rallies on Pride and Powerful, hits two kicks and a Shining Wizard, hits the Bulldog clothesline combo, Nick then goes out to the apron, hits a PK on Jericho, then hits the Dum Dum Stomps on Ortiz. Getting back into the ring, a triangle jump, crossbody onto Santana. He puts Santana into the ring, tagging in Matt. He scoops and slams Santana. Jericho runs in, though. Nick goes for the springboard. It's a cold breaker from Jericho. Santana then switches with Matt. Ortiz gets in, putting Matt in the corner. Cap kit hit, followed by a poetry cannonball in motion. PNP get him up, hits Y2J. Throws him Irish whip right into the Jewish effect. One, two, three. Chris Jericho. Ortiz and Santana defeat the elite, but they are not done. They start beating the Bucks down. Out comes Cody Rose, wanting some revenge on Jericho already for what happened earlier in the night. Cody then swings on Pride and Powerful, but out comes Sammy Guevara, who looked like he was about to help Cody, but he takes him right in the sack. Out comes Dustin Rhodes, helping Cody out, rallying on Santana Ortiz, gets a spinning power slam on one, but then Sammy gets kicked in the dick. Fans are going bananas, but out comes Jack Swagger? Oh, wait, my bad. Hold on. Jake Hager? Jake Hager is now all elite, slamming Dustin down to the mat. DC doesn't know what to do. He then clotheslines Cody, hits one on Nick, starts kneeing away at Nick, gets the Vader bomb on Cody. Oh, my goodness. And we end the night with Jericho. Actually, my bad, we're not done yet. Pride and Powerful brought the AEW timekeepers table into the ring and making sure all the elite are sitting down. He then chooses Dustin. Hager picks him up. Gut-wrench powerbomb onto the table. They break it and breaking Dustin in the process. Jericho throwing down the AEW banner out of the ring before Santana and Hager pick up Cody. He slaps Cody around. Bucks are getting kicked out of the ring. Then Jericho hits the Judas effect on Cody. And now we have, at the end of this first episode, Jericho, Santana Ortiz, Sammy Guevara, and now Jack Hager. I don't know if this is leading up to a faction of some sort, but I know I know a good five on five when I see one in the future. And I think somewhere in the future, we see the Elite and the Rhodes Brothers going up against these five. Sometime between now and Full Gear. Hell, you can make that into the go-home show. You can build that up to a go-home show main event. So, let's get... So, no, so now we have Rio as the new champion. Women's champion. We now have somewhat the, the possible building of a faction for the Elite and the Rose Brothers to take on. Possibly. We don't know yet. We still have to get there. But of course, my mind is already working. My mind is already trying to book shit in my head. But that would be a solid five on five for like a go-home show for full gear. That make that your main event. If, if that happens, I'm a freaking genius. But overall... Overall, for a first episode, I give this a solid 7.5. Right in that range. You know, of course, they flood the tag team division. 
Uh, MJF Cutler wasn't the best thing in the world, but they did what they had to do. They already had plenty of a, a good amount of story going into it. MJF's going to be a star. Cody versus Sammy in the first ever match was a damn good over. That was fucking great. Jericho attacking after the match was fantastic. Um, you know, I love the fact that they actually had a you know point in the show where they really focused on the tag team division for a little bit. Um, the AEW Women's Division is going to be good. The title match I think was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, Rio is an underdog champion. That's going to be great. Moxley Omega, that's already beginning to build. And now we're on the red. Now we're on the ropes. Now, uh, now we're on the ropes. Now we're on the road to full gear. You know, now we have a possible stable feud happening. You know, Jake Hager now in AEW. You know, this is definitely going to be a good solid road. A great road to full care. I cannot wait to see what happens next week. I can't wait to see what happens for the next five weeks after this. This is going to be a very good first test to see how they how they build as opposed to how WWE would build. NXT, I already know how they get down. They, they, their shit is proper. But I want to see what a first true build looks like from AEW. I think that's what I want to get out of it. What will this look like? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now that we're done with the first episode. We got it out of the way. It, it did vo- It did what it was supposed to do. It hit its numbers. It was great. Now, can they build on this? And at the same time, bringing more fans into the product. You got 1.4 in your first shot. 1.4 million is nothing to sneeze at. Well, now, can they capitalize on that? How many fans will they retain? come next Wednesday. That's going to be the major key from here on out. Because now, they, like I said, 1.4 is not a standard at this point for me. Are you going to go under that, unfortunately? Or are you going to be able to retain and bring back more talent? More talent. More fans. You know, 891,000 for NXT is nothing to sneeze at either. But I know it was just that luster of the first show and seeing what it was actually all about. And I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. This was a really good first first showing. A good first impression. And we'll see now what happens as we go on on the road to full gear. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be your AEW Dynamite review. We're going to take a short break. And by short, I mean damn short. And we're going to get you prepared for episode 115 of the Young Lions Perspective and Closing Segment. We'll be right back. That's going to be it for episode 114 of the Young Lions Perspective. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I appreciate it. If you have any opinions on the AEW versus NXT Wednesday Night War deal, and you want to let me know what you thought about AEW last night. Let me know what you thought about NXT last night, which so you actually watched. 
Give me your opinions. Give me anything you want to talk about. Any questions you may have, anything. Hit me up on my message board with a voice message. Anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective. Hit me up with a voice message on, on there. And if I like it enough, I just might put it on a future episode of the Young Lions Perspective. If you enjoyed this episode, though, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lions Perspective. Share this episode across all your social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, whatever you got. Let the people know especially now that we're on the road to full gear, that the Young Lions perspective is your alternative for professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay. Now, if you do not have the Anchor app and you still want to listen to this episode of the podcast, including all the other 113 episodes of the Young Lions perspective, four episodes of The Secret Files, and six episodes of Outside the Ropes, you can follow this podcast across several different platforms. And shout out to every single one of y'all that listen to me on any other platform besides the Anchor app. I do love y'all on the Anchor app, but you can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. Search for the Young Lions Perspective across all these several different platforms and you should have no problem finding it whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective podcast, when I put out news, when I'm going to be doing podcasts, when I'm going to be doing live tweeting, follow me on these platforms at Twitter at Suede Senator WWI. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R W capital W capital W capital I. I do live tweeting. I will be doing live tweeting for AEW NXT as much as I can. I may do it like I'm doing and watching a show. Maybe. I don't know. But for sure, AEW, every live WWE pay per view. I will be live tweeting this Friday, tomorrow, for the first ever episode of SmackDown on the Fox Network. It's going to be a great night. So I will def- for more, for sure, AEW and every live WWE pay-per-view, I got you on that. I will be doing some NXT, some NXT UK as well. All that good stuff. On Instagram, the mothership that is all the end the epicenter of the ylp podcast follow me on there on instagram at young underscore alliance underscore perspective follow me on both of these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast itself episode 115 of the young lions perspective is going down tomorrow of course continuing on with the nxt review i'm definitely gonna make sure i watch this i'm probably gonna be watching it while i'm watching the game tonight with seattle and la but I know from what I saw on Twitter and from the little bits I saw on, uh, while flipping through co- on commercials, NXT had a banger of a show. And I cannot wait to watch it and then review it with you guys, talk about it. It's going to be fun. So until tomorrow, guys, for episode 115, enjoy the rest of your night. If you're watching football, it is Seattle versus LA. And y'all know my allegiance lies with the Seattle Seahawks. And we will beat the LA Rams by the final score of 31 to 20. That is my prediction for the night. I'll see you guys tomorrow for episode 115 of the Young Lions Perspective. See you!